ค่ะเยสเยสเยสเยสฮาเลลูยา we bless you Lord take me to the water by Ruby Terry in the Louisiana Southwest Mass Choir 1992 and written by Reverend Timothy Wright that blessed you Hallelujah God is good Hallelujah Thank you Father we thank you for a beautiful day we thank you for the sun shining we thank you for a new day we thank you for being with us as we slept last night we thank you for your angels that you have guarded guarding all around us Father we lift up all prayer requests today That we have received, there are those that lost their loved ones. There are those who are in the hospitals, getting operations. Those with sick and those with shutdown. We're praying for everybody. You told us Jesus to even pray for our enemies. We're praying for our enemies because we're better than that. Amen. We're greater than the one that wouldn't pray, pray for their enemies, Father God. And we ask that you forgive us of all of our sins, Father God. And I ask right now, Father God, each and every person who's listening to this, bless them and their households. Bless them, Father God, and let them see that they are not what the enemy said they were. They are victors in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Use me, Holy Spirit, as I deliver this word to your people today. I'm not trying to pull anybody to me. I want people. To I don't know what happened, but please pray for me. I'm going to continue my prayer to our Father and Father God. Let the Holy Spirit use me in Jesus' holy name to deliver this word to someone who may need to hear it, and cover me with Your blood, Jesus, as I deliver Your word. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I apologize for that. I don't know what happened, but I was just suddenly disconnected. But the thing about it is, the enemy thinks he's slick, right? But as long as we believe in Jesus Christ, we're always connected. No matter what happens, we will bounce back. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. God. God is good. You know, it's just funny sometimes to see exactly what the enemy would go through to stop you from worshiping Jesus, to worshiping from worshiping God, and from delivering His His word to to His people. Amen. But you know, you don't take it personally. Just keep on keeping on. Amen. Amen. So let's go on with the the word today. Hallelujah. The word water. Okay. Are you spiritually dehydrated? <clears throat> The word water is a substitute for the word of God, as in washed in the word. I'm sure many of you have heard that before. Or when Jesus told the harlot at the well about water. Okay, let's turn to John four. <clears throat> turn your swords to John chapter four, and I'll be reading verse seven to nineteen. Verse six even tells us that Jesus was wearied from his journey, and he. Still helps someone. He is our extra energy when we are weary. Amen. Verse seven says, "There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water." Jesus said unto her, "Give me to drink." For his disciples were going away unto the city to buy meat. See, his disciples were taking lunch break. Amen. And Jesus, he he wasn't concerned about taking a lunch break. He wanted to give people uh, save. He he wanted to teach people about him. Amen. Save them from their Wicked ways, Amen. Then verse nine it says, "Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? 
for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, who and who it is that say to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep, from whence thou hast that living water. Okay, so she's asking him, where are you going to get this living water from? And verse 12, it says, Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband and come here, hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou hast is not thy husband, in that saidest thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Amen. Amen. Jesus called her pedigree. See, Jesus wants to wash us clean with his word, which is at the Bible. The word is actually Jesus. The Holy Spirit jumps out at you when you're reading. If you take out some time and read the word and get to know your Savior, amen? Now, John seven thirty-three to 39, I'll read real quick. And then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while I am with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me, and where I am, thither thee cannot come. Then said the Jews among themselves, Whither he will go, that we shall not find him? In other words, where is he going to go that we're not going to be able to find him? Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? What manner of saying is this that he said, Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me, and whether I am, thither he cannot come? In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, <clears throat> let him come unto me and drink. See, he's trying to teach them something different here, okay? He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus is living water. But this spoke he of the Spirit, see? He was speaking of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. He's introducing the Holy Spirit of God. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Okay? Jesus is introducing the Holy Ghost to people. But he's, he's telling them about the Holy Ghost coming. After he leaves, he, he, like he said, I'll, I'll, I'll bring another comforter for you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm not going to leave you by yourself. And even in the very first book of the Bible in Genesis, it says in verse 1 of chapter 1 that the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Water and spirit, spirit and water, they are both cleansing and refreshing. They start things anew. They both fill the one who was once parched and hopeless and cause him and her to be well-nourished and faithful. After Jesus was baptized by his cousin John, 
It was only then that God showed up and said aloud so that others could hear publicly. He said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. God actually ordained Jesus' ministry after his water, spiritual baptism. Jesus certainly had nothing to repent for, but he did want to be an awesome example to the rest of us. The old song says, take me to the water, take me to the water, take me to the water to be baptized. Amen. Something happens after water baptism. There is a power that is given to you through the Holy Spirit, and just like he did for Jesus, he'll do for you. He shows up at baptism for those who truly have repented and are not just concerned with who is looking at them or how their gown falls to one side when they're dipped in the water. Amen? You get my meaning here. There's something called true and false repentance as well. You can look like you're repenting through your mouth, but your heart's saying something different. We must check our motives, folks. Are we getting baptized because someone else said so or because we're just going with the flow at the time? When you go down in the water, you're dying with Christ and rising out of the water being born again, see, being made new in Jesus. The old man is dead and the new man has risen with Christ. Hallelujah. Kill the old man. Amen. And ladies, I don't mean go kill your husbands, okay? It's just a cliche. <laughs> Amen. I remember when I got baptized the second time, actually, in Bethlehem Temple in East Liberty, Pittsburgh, around 1979, under Bishop Thomas when I lived with his daughter and their beautiful children. I was about 20 years old, drifting from place to place, trying to find myself in this world, and God sent me to this family. I knew nothing about speaking in tongues or anything like that. I just came out of a Baptist church, which I loved, but we didn't really speak in tongues then. I went down into that water. I will never forget it. I went down into that water at Bethlehem Temple and came back out speaking in a language I had never known. I was shocked but glad at the same time. I never did that before. It was new to me. The two sisters on both sides of me, dressed in white, told me, don't, don't stop, keep speaking, let it go, let it flow. And it was so awesome. The more I tried to speak in my own words, the more I, the Holy Spirit was using me and I was speaking through a language that he had given me. Well, that was my experience anyway. Water, then fire. Hallelujah. I loved it. I was walking one night to catch the 12 a.m. bus after working at the local grocery store, and a lady came, caught up to me. She was coming up as well, peels well. And she said, you're saved, aren't you? You're one of them. And I said, yes, I am. And she said, I could tell. I see it on you. And, you know, when she said that to me, that made me feel good. God is good. God will make you feel good about yourself if you just allow him in and let him. Amen. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you must be water baptized because I know some people who have accepted Jesus and have yet to be baptized, and it is my opinion that if Jesus came back, he wouldn't reject them over it because it's actually patience of repentance. When you're getting baptized, it is a representation. It's showing the world that you have accepted the Christ. It is an outward show. I'd say that's special, wouldn't you? The water slash word says you must be born again. Jesus is the word, therefore, the word is true. And also in Acts 2, the disciples hadn't gotten baptized when the 
Holy Ghost came, okay? I said the, the Holy Ghost, and that's uh, verse 4 for all of the the and him people. <laughs> you know, the Holy Ghost, him, Holy Ghost, okay? I'm just saying that it does add a little extra something, something to being saved. After all, it is the baptism of Jesus' cousin John who cleared the way to desert for him, which Paul called the baptism of into repentance. See, you have to give Luke. Amen. Acts 19, 3 to 4. Militarily speaking, it promotes you from, let's say, a grunt to a captain in the army of the Lord. Speaking in tongues is not necessary for salvation, but I believe that water baptism definitely helps you. The Holy Ghost is represented as fire, and the fire comes after the water has soaked us. See, just like in 1 Kings chapter 18. When God set the enemy's gods with a little g and statues on fire in their presence, even after they soaked their gods in water a few times. That's how good God is. Elijah wasn't afraid of false gods. In fact, he laughed at them and made fun of them, saying in 1 Kings 18.27, if you want to turn it or write it down, 1 Kings 18.27, this is what Elijah said, all right? Cry aloud, cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he's talking or he is pursuing or he's on a journey or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awakened. See, he's making fun of them. He's actually making fun of these people for trusting in false gods. He's saying maybe he may be sleeping. Maybe he went on a journey. Maybe he's not here. <laughs> and in verse 28 says, And they cried aloud and cut themselves after the manner uh, after their manner, get it, with knives and lancet, till the blood gushed out upon them after their manner. I know it's after their manner, so this must be something these people were used to. Uh, they were heated at Elijah. You can only imagine. They were so mad because the man of God was right, isn't this normal living, right, that the evil queen Jezebel threatened to kill him. Imagine that. People who are so mad at you that they want to kill you. Nah, you think? And for you folks who suffer from depression, don't think that you're alone. God used Elijah as an example for you as well. If he can get over it, you can get over it. He got so depressed over Jezebel that he hid and cried and asked God to take his life. Write this down or check it out. First uh, Kings uh, chapter 19, verse 4. You're not alone, my friend. If you're experiencing that depression of any type, somebody somewhere went through it before you. You're not alone. Reach out. Pray to God. He'll help you. Amen. Kick it with Jesus Christ. Kick it to the curb with Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Jesus the Christ. Fear not. I'm telling you, we read the end of the book, and guess what? We won. Notice I didn't say we win. Well, sometimes we say that, right? But we won already. Past tense. <laughs> it still applies today. Amen. Don't fear for anything. God gave us water for more reasons than drinking. We simply got a sample of the real thing that is in the heavenlies. You've got to think of that as well. Imagine what water looks like in heaven, crystal clear water, healthy, health runs, good health and blessings run through the waters in heaven. 
They say oil and water don't mix, and neither does fire and water. Well, guess what? With God, it does. We ascend out of the water, and the Holy Spirit descends upon us after the cleansing and washing of the word. Now, we're consumed in him, but we don't perish, right? We need that liquidy, fresh cleansing and anointing to receive power. We're sanctified through it. It means we're made clean through it. Prepared, ready for God's use. God used water to make man. If he didn't use water, we'd blow like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Amen? <laughs> Psalm 1. The most of our makeup is made of water and flesh. Water, naturally and spiritually, makes one. It makes you pliable. Pliable. It makes you soft and agile. You can duck the darts of the enemy and run through a troop and over a wall. The more water, slash word, the more word you get, the stronger and better you become at dodging the wiles of the enemy. Read that Bible. Read that book. Pick it up. Start. And if you don't understand King James, get a Bible that's easier. It has, they, they're making different ones. Now, just be careful. Make sure you don't buy the one that's missing some. Some of them are missing chapters, not just scripture. <laughs> Amen? Uh, it's like the directions that you receive when you buy a new appliance. You have to learn how to use it. Amen? Amen. Ephesians 5.26 says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the what? The washing of water by the word. You are sanctified and cleansed by the washing of the word. The washing of water by the word. Okay, and then Titus 3.5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us, what? By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Psalm 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Meditate day and night. Get that? Meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, planted by what? The rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit. If you want to bring forth fruit, you've got to be planted in, Jesus, in the waters of Jesus Christ, in the waters of the word that God gave you, and your leaf also shall not wither. You want to be alive? Read the word. And whatsoever he does, whatever you're going to do, you're going to be, what I say, prosperity, success, some of those words I read to you when I start out, amen, you will prosper. The ungodly are not so, like what? The ones without the water, the ones that don't read the word, are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of righteousness, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly are going to perish. Amen. See, the ungodly, the parched up, dried up, non-learning, self-righteous prunes, they dry up and are blown away by the first wind that blows by. They're not rooted and grounded and planted by the rivers of the waters. They are the huge oak that is pushed over by the wind on a stormy day. You've seen it on the news, I'm sure. It looks big. This tree looks big, and it's shade to possibly thousands of birds, but what good is it if it's dried up and dusty? It's a farce, folks. Everything that looks good is not good for you. The poor birds think that they have a home and a safe place in this huge oak. You hear what I'm saying? It's deceptive. 
Spiritually dehydrated folks do the same thing. People are sitting on these people's witchcraft and they're going through the motions, not realizing that they're getting absolutely no nutrients from that dry old tree. And as soon as a hard storm comes, they're going to lose their shelter. I say witchcraft because they're only, they only appear to have power, but their power that they receive from the spirit of the Antichrist is only temporal. It only lasts so long. And then the devil takes it back and takes them with it. They've learned a pattern or a ritual and are going through the motions only. They say that they're filled with the Holy Ghost, writhing all over the floor and shaking and screaming and carrying on, yet they're filled with the kundalini power of Satan and don't even know it. That's why when you hear some folks screaming in church, leave them alone. God may be delivering them of demons in your presence. Either that or a kundalini is controlling them. Listen to this, right? God will never do anything to embarrass you. God's not going to do it. I don't care what you see people doing in church. God's not going to make you look silly. So the next time you see someone acting up in church, just pray for them. They're hypocrites, and the Greek word for hypocrites is hypocritus. That means play-acting, folks. There is a lot of that going around at church, you know. All this fakeness and low-hung blouses with high-rise skirts. Even Christian leaders today show so much cleavage to females. You think they starred in an underground movie somewhere. Pardon me, but I'm just saying this is not of God. They can get mad if they want to. That's not of God. Women are in clothing that is so tight that is a distraction to those who really want to hear the word. You're distracting people from hearing the word and soaking it in. Mm, mercy, soaking it in. Amen. And the same with these men with these tight pants that are skillfully sewn to show their, well, we'll say package, so to speak. That's not God, y'all. That's not God. We should be a neat, clean representation of the kingdom of God. What is the purpose of showing all your body in church? What's the purpose that these people are showing all their body in church? This is not a nightclub. Naomi told Ruth to lay at the man's feet, which shows humility, not to get on top of him as he slept with her cleavage popping out. Amen. I mean, let's be real. Let's be real, folks. Let's do this. Either we're going to live holy or we're not. Either you are of God or you're of the world. You can't serve two masters at the same time. You can't walk the fence. And church, I'm afraid that some of us have lowered our standards. Everyone wants to dress like an award-winning play actor who sold their souls for entertainment. Satan is the king of entertainment. Did you know that? Jesus didn't entertain. He wasn't a play actor. He healed people out of compassion, not because it made his persona better. Now, speaking of Satan being entertainment, listen to this. I don't know if you can turn to this right now or just write it down. Ezekiel 28, verses 13 to 15. Listen to this. Uh, Speaking of Satan. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. Thy sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the pearl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold. 
the workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee the day that thou was created. Tablets, tambourines, pipes, instruments, get it? He was the head praise and worship of the praise and worship team. Thou art the anointed cherub that covered that, that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain. You was upon the holy mountain of God and messed up. How do you do that? Thou has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created, comma, watch this, till iniquity was found in thee. He messed up. See? Some people can't handle too much beauty. Oh, my mind. He messed up. They're all letting a bag of chips, and little do they realize iniquity is slowly creeping in their hearts. Jeremiah 23. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastors, said the Lord. Therefore, say, uh, said the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. You scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. Now, here's another one. Okay. Unrighteous leadership. Micah 3. And I said, here I pray you, O heads of Jacob and ye princes of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know the judgment? Who hate the good and love the evil? Who pluck off their skin off of them and their flesh from their bones? Who also eat the flesh of my people and flay their skin from off of them and they break the bones and top them in pieces as for the pot and as flesh within the cauldron? What does that sound like to you? Witchcraft. Witchcrafts are known for their little cauldrons and bubble, what is it, bubble, bubble, toil and trouble it is. Yeah, they're going straight to hell. They're going to be some toil and trouble. Then they shall cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at the time as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. I want to add to verse 3. There are people right now who are eating human flesh. Cannibalism. And there are evil groups of people who get into that satanic stuff. And yes, they are eating human flesh. They even have parties and bake cakes. Big cakes that look like a human being late. Looks real. And they cut off, they cut pieces of cake off. It's it's freaky. It's freaky. This this world. You, you've got to listen. You got to read the word and follow Jesus Christ. Amen. Um. Then they shall cry unto the Lord, but they, uh, He will not hear them. He will even hide His face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings, misbehavior. Verse five. Thus said the Lord concerning the prophets that make my people err. Okay, these are the prophets that are making, causing these people to do wrong like this, teaching them wrong ways, that bite with their teeth and cry peace. And he that putteth not into their mouths, they even prepare war against him. Therefore, night shall be unto you, that ye shall not have a vision. See, these people are not going to have a vision. Some people don't have a vision, and some of you, I hope the ones listening to this are not doing it. You're following people because they look good or because they have big high numbers or they're well-known, and you're following them right to hell. Careful who you sit under. Amen. These people don't have a vision. They just know how to collect money, pass around the pot, right? Okay. 
and, and as good at preaching tithing, give, 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 buy, 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 buy. What about Jesus and being saved? What about healing? What about people coming to church and throwing away their, their, their crutches and, and, their, and, and, and leaving their wheelchairs for somebody else that might need one? Be careful of that. Amen? And it shall be dark unto you that ye shall not divine, and the sun shall go down over the prophets, and the day shall be dark over them. Then shall the seers be ashamed of themselves. The seers. The Lord said, you're going, he's going to give you a new car seven days from today. Okay, I quit. And the, the div, diviners confounded, uh, yea, they shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer of God. But truly I'm full of power by the spirit of the Lord and of judgment and of might to declare unto Jacob his transgression, unto Israel his sin. See, this is why we have to repent, folks. You're not going to get away with it. If you're feeling something in your heart is not right, you repent and ask God to forgive you. That's all it takes. And ask Jesus to be your Savior. And it's over. And you're starting fresh and new, wiping the board clean. Verse 9, hear this, I pray you ye heads of the house of Jacob and princes of the house of Israel that abhor judgment and pervert all equity. They build up Zion with blood and Jerusalem with iniquity. The heads thereof judge for reward and the priests thereof teach for hire. Money, money, money. And the prophets thereof divine for money. Oh my. Send me $139. And I'll personally, not only will I send you a word from the Lord, but for $139, I'll personally call you. I'll give you my personal number. Yet they will lean upon the Lord and say, is not the Lord among us? No evil can come upon us. They're thinking, they can, these people think they can get away with this. See, the thing about sin is people sin, and because God didn't get to them or cast them down or hit them, strike them with, with a lightning bolt, they think that they're getting away with it. What is that? You give them, a, give them an inch and they take a mile or something? <laughs> you know, therefore shall Zion for your sake be plowed as field, and Jerusalem shall become heaps, and a mountain of the house as the high places of the forest. Oh, I was speaking of... Dusty, being dusty earlier. I have a question for you. Is your Bible dusty? Have you been washing in the Word daily, meditating day, meditating day and night? Have you been studying the Word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you? Is your Bible dusty? I hope not. If it is, wipe it off and start to read, read, read. Even if you read a page a day, a half a page a day or night when you're going to bed, read the, listen, the best time to read the word is, they say in the morning, okay, which is awesome, you start your day with the word. Uh, I say one of the best times to read the word is, because any time is the best time to read the word, but especially at night before you go to bed because you're filling your mind. Your mind remembers these things, see? Whatever you read before you go to bed, your mind will soak it in, and sometimes subconsciously or unconsciously, uh, that word will stick with you, and God can use your dreams to speak to you. I had somebody just yesterday uh, write me and tell me that they've been hearing God call their name, and that is so awesome and very excited. See, you want God. 
I, I've, I've been hearing people saying, I just want to hear from God. I want to be closer to God. How do I have a closer relationship with the Lord? And I say, read him. Read him. Read Jesus. Read the water. Wash yourself in that water. You're cleansed in the water. You're cleansed by the word. And the more you read the word, the more the Holy Spirit is going to just light you up, and you're going to change your ways and have the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. Everybody is so concerned that their town pool is open to the public in the summertime, but what they need to concern themselves with even the more is whether or not they are diving into that leather or paper biblia slash book that's sitting on their table for show like it is a trophy hanging on their wall. And some people think that Buying a lot of variations of the Bible means that they are even that much more holy, and I hate to bust your bubble, but that doesn't mean you are. Just because, and I, because I use them. Uh, I like the Thompson Chain reference. I, they call it the Teacher Preacher, uh, I get, yeah, Teacher Preacher Bible. And at the same time, I use Strong's Concordance, and and I get a notebook and everything, and I just study, and the Holy Spirit shows me things for years. This is how I've been doing it, and He uses me fluently in writing. Okay. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm smarter than other people. It doesn't mean I'm better than anybody else. There's people out there that can run circles around me with the word. <laughs> Amen. But just begin to study. The question is, do you know your word? Are you washed in the water and are you washed in the blood? When Jesus died on that cross for you, he shed so much blood that he shed every single drop to the point that water began to come out of him. That tells you something right there. Water and blood. Do you know your word? Is your Bible a trophy or a tool that you use for victory in your life? It's your choice. What is your why? And I end it this way. What is your why? Your family and children's children should be your why. You should be your why. <laughs> That's why you live holy, because you love the Lord and should teach your children to do so as well. Teach your loved ones to read the word and be washed in the word. It's up to you to do so now. Are you washed? Have you been made clean, sanctified, set apart, or are you walking a fence? You know, our generals are leaving us slowly but surely. Will you take a stand for Jesus? Are you saved? Are you saved? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? If you haven't, all you have to do is just say, Jesus Forgive me of my sins. Thank you, Jesus. I accept you as my Savior and my Lord. Amen. And with that, you are washed and made clean. And everything that you did before this moment, God doesn't look at it anymore. He threw it behind his back. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west, it's gone. Disintegrated. Uh, very true. Trust me, that's word. Don't trust you trust the word. <laughs> it's God. But starting all over, start out 
holy. That doesn't mean acting greater than thou with your, your nose up and scooting aside every time you see a, a someone a, someone on a street who's not dressed so cleanly and, and, and they're begging for money so they can eat. No, that doesn't, that's not what salvation is at all. It's helping other people. It's networking, reaching out, helping other people. No man, there used a song a woman used to sing, no man is an island, no man stands alone. Network. I come from a family. Um, for generations, we prided ourselves on staying to ourselves. And, oh, which, you ever hear everybody say, <laughs> we're loners. We're loners. We stay to ourselves. No. Network. Jesus comes back and says, how many people did you tell about me? And then you say, well, actually, Jesus, I didn't tell anybody because, you know, I stay to myself. Oh, I don't, I don't, I mind my, I mind my business. <laughs> you know, hey, I know what I'm talking about, okay? People say, I mind my business. I don't bother nobody. I'm sorry, Jesus, but I didn't tell it. What do you think he's going to say? Get away from me. I know you not. You don't want Jesus to say that to you, right? I know you not. Take a stand for Jesus. And I hope that you all ask, and listen, when I go off, it doesn't mean it's over. You don't have to hear my voice except Jesus Christ. You can do it yourself at any time. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, laying in bed, lights out, getting ready to go to sleep, wake up in the morning feeling good, you know, ask at any time. Jesus said, come to me. Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God is good. Yeah, you're going to have troubles. Who cares about troubles? God fights your battles anyhow. There's no sense in even worrying about them. Give it to the Lord. Song says, just leave it to the Lord. Amen. Don't you ever be ashamed. It says, hold to God's unchanging hand. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. God bless you. This is Reverend Essie signing off. I appreciate all of you that call in or listen later. God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. And be gracious unto you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. When you have the peace of God in you, you're going to have a happy face. And when you smile at other people, they're going to smile back. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming. God bless you, and have a wonderful, wonderful day.